T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Middle stat comes back. Good speed. Middle stat for Cousins. Out of his skate, drops it back. Power from backhand score! Big win for the Sabres yesterday. We are breaking all of it down and the injury issues as well. Uh, and and how, how else would you rather start your work week than chat with Paul Hamilton, who joins us on the Western Hotline. His segment brought to you by Equitable Advisors. Thinking about today, planning for tomorrow. And by Raylax Honda. Raylax, we got this. Good morning, Paul. Happy Monday. Good morning, guys. How are you? I'm good. The sun is out, and not so coincidentally, you're on everybody's radio or phone. So. <laughs> I think I, I don't think that's a coincidence. I'm sure they are both connected there, Mr. Hamilton. I think, don't you usually call me Mr. Sunshine? Yeah, yeah, that's <clears throat> that's right up there with. So uh, I got to be honest with you, Paul. My my Sabres day did not begin well with the Tuck and Darlene injury news, and we'll get into those two as well. But boy, the team rose to the occasion yesterday. They certainly did not play like a team that felt sorry for itself. They sure did. I mean, with a day off, I'm not sure if they knew, you know, Rasmus Dahlin wouldn't be playing uh, until maybe they got there. You know, I don't know. But uh, certainly when, uh, you know, two of your better players are not going to be in the lineup and one of them for a bit, for a while. So, you know, they they have to say, okay, you know, we (laughs) next guy up. You know, it's something that you always hear in pro sports, but it's true. And uh, Vinny Hinestrosa came up from Rochester and had what I felt was his best game of the year, not just because he had two points, but I thought, you know, he, he with the, re- the rest of the forwards were very good. They were fast. They really put a lot of stress on the Capitals' defense and, uh, you know, caused turnovers, went in one battles, and, you know, just an, another good game. And, you know, they, they approached the Maple Leaf debacle the right way they had 48 hours to figure it out and they certainly did because they go down to florida and win two games in places where they don't normally win and you know there were there were times in those florida games where they had to overcome some stress uh, during the game and they did especially in tampa bay when as you're approaching overtime and, uh, you know, now they come home and, and get a really good performance against the Washington Capitals, too. So, um, you know, they approached it the right way. They figured it out. And uh, now they have a three-game winning streak. I think in a big picture, Paul, not just overcoming the injuries yesterday and winning, but the way the week began. We all looked at the schedule and said, wow, this is a really big week. 
Leafs, Lightning, Florida, Caps, you know, two of the teams on the back end of that uh, slate of four games are teams you have to beat to get a wild-card playoff spot. And I don't know that the week could have begun worse than it did. And for them to come back off that embarrassing Tuesday night and sweep Florida and beat Washington speaks volumes of, I think, the mental toughness here, but also the talent and the, the development of this team and the belief they have in themselves. Yeah, and they took it to heart. You know, and and you know, as we had, I had mentioned, uh, you know, there was just no pushback against the Leafs at all, and they've had pushback in all three games. Uh, they've been in the other team's faces. I mean, even Jack Quinn wound up in a fight the, uh, yesterday. <laughs> he got challenged, and he said, "Okay, let's go," you know, type of thing. And you know, he didn't win the fight, but he showed up. You know, and you should have seen the bench. And when he came by, it was near the end of the period, so he went to the locker room. And when he came by, I mean, they were they were just going crazy over there. <laughs> I mean, it was just a, a real lift for them. So, um, you know, I've noticed the aggressiveness of Cousins since that game, you know, and, and a bunch of different guys. And just the way they've played and, you, you know, they've, they've, they're back to playing fast again and they're back to getting in on the defense and they're back to putting stress on the other team's defense where, you know, are, they make a bad play because they're under duress. Uh, you know, look at the goal Gergensen scored. Two Sabres, you know, Jost and Oposo get right in in the corner mm-hmm. and, you know, they're there in a flash. And sure enough, out, out comes uh, Oposo with the puck and Gergensen's, you know where he's going to be, going to the net. And uh, Oposo found him and they get a goal out of that. So, it's been a lot of tenaciousness in the offensive zone. They've been getting some offensive zone time. They've been able to, you know, get five goal or I'm sorry, six goals in Tampa, seven goals at home against Washington, and get enough goals to beat the Florida Panthers because the Panthers only scored once. You mentioned Quinn, Paul. Let's talk a little bit. I mean, he's been playing better of late anyway, but how about the opportunity he has now, at least yesterday anyway, being on that top line and thriving with Thompson and Skinner? And totally took advantage of it. He had a, the puck on his stick a lot, you know, and and it was right off the bat. I, I, I might have been his first shift where he finds Owen Power coming yeah. in from the from left point and just lays a perfect pass over to him, and Power wasn't able to score. But it was a great scoring opportunity that he set up right away, you know, to, to get it going. So if he had any jitters of, all right, I'm playing with Thompson and Skinner, he certainly didn't show it because he, he was right on top of his game right right off the start and, uh, again, was one of their better players. You know, you're right. It was his pass that set up power. And, and uh, boy, on Cousin's second goal, another terrific play, right, by Quinn going up ice, you know, the quick transition game, but also his decision-making, Paul, his ability to hold on that play to, you know, it's it's almost like a quarterback waiting for a receiver to get separation and then hitting him with a pinpoint pass downfield, and that's what Quinn did on the Cousins goal. It seems like in the last week or two he's developed a lot more confidence again. You know, maybe, you know, the confidence was wavering as in his rookie season, things weren't going well, and but it seems like he's really developed some confidence in handling the puck and having the puck, and uh, I think it showed, and it was even better yesterday. I mean, look at the play he made, uh, you know, behind the net. You know, when when he uh, goes behind the net and you know gets the gets the um, the puck out to um, uh, I'm sorry, um, Samuelson. I'm sorry, and uh, you know Samuelson had come in from the point. Yep. Quinn wins the battle behind the net. 
He sees him coming, gives him a great pass. That doesn't go in, but it leads Jeff to Skinner's right there right. where he's supposed to be, right in the crease, uh, ready ready for any type of a rebound, and he was there, and he was able to get the goal, but that's all started by the work that Quinn puts in behind the net. Paul's with us. Sabres questions, comments, lines are open, 803-0550. We did, we did this again. Joe and I went through the entire first segment and never talked about Dylan Cousins, <laughs> so I'm not going to screw that up again. I want to. I don't do this often, and there's a reason why, because I don't like saying nice things about you. But I want to give you credit, because I remember way back in May when Cousins was having a great right world championship for Canada. You mm-hmm. were talking about how well he played and how much that might mean, and how he, you know, the the guy at camp and how he looked and all this other stuff. And yet, Paul, I mean, I didn't think he would blossom this quickly in his second full season the way he has. He's playing at 22 with such confidence and his speed his hands his ability i mean he's his ability to finish plays man there's so much to love about this kid and i didn't think it would happen this fast yeah and i remember jeremy asked me all right thompson was the breakout guy last yeah. year do you yep. think there's a guy this year and right away i didn't even hesitate i thought if there is a guy it would be cousins you know I don't know if 38 goals is on his plate, but you know I, I certainly think he's ready to make the jump because he was playing well at the end of last year, but I don't think he scored in the last 13 or 14 games. He just couldn't put the puck in the net, but it wasn't from lack of effort or lack of opportunity or anything like that. It, it was really going well for him. It just wasn't going in. So he goes to the World Championships, and Kevin Adams said you know, when they had their meeting, he asked him, all right, what, do you, what are you going to try to accomplish that? And he said putting the puck in the net. That's that's mm-hmm. what he's going for to to work on, and sure enough, led the tournament in goals, you know, and uh, you know, so and I think that gave him the confidence. There it is. I can put the puck in the net. You know, here I am playing for Canada, and I'm playing on their top line, and I can put the puck in the net. And I think that gave him a lot of confidence that he carried into the season. Cousins yesterday, Paul playing on a line with Middlestat and Henestroza with Quinn up on the top line. It went pretty well, so I'd imagine that is going to, you'd guess that's going to be Granado's combination going forward here without Tuck? I would think so, yeah. I, I thought Vinny Henestroza played his best game, and it wasn't just because he had two points. I thought he was uh, doing well in on the forecheck and helping that line, uh, giving it support, and, and doing well himself. And Don Granado said after the game, you know, he went, he kept himself ready. He, Don Granado told him that, look, it, you're not down there because of merit. You're down there because, you know, they got into a roster spot situation. And uh, he, he told him, you'll be back. You know, you are going to get another opportunity here. Be ready for it. And he was. He absolutely was ready for it. He goes, that's one of the reasons why coming up, he wanted to put him right in the lineup because he told him that. And, uh, you know, it paid off in a goal and an assist. I want to also ask you about Owen Power. You know, and I think was it Granado maybe, or I can't remember if it was Granado or Adam. Somebody talking about you know you got to be mindful of ice time. So Darlene doesn't play yesterday. Power elevates. Paul he played twenty seven minutes and forty three seconds in a game that didn't go into overtime. He had twenty eight shifts. He was I don't know how often, but he would have been facing the Ovechkin line. I'm going to guess fairly often. Yeah. Um, he was on the number one power play, and he also still had five shots on goal and did not forget about the offensive part of his game. And the kid is, like, uh, not even legally drinking yet, I think? I think he played more against Ovechkin than any, anybody else did on the team. Uh, and being out there 27 minutes, I think you could have guessed that. So 
Uh, and, and it was funny because Don Granado in the pregame says, look, we're, we're already playing Owen Power 20-some-odd yeah. minutes. He goes, the minutes are going to have to fall on other people too because we're already playing him a lot. Well, he did get more. You know, he got up to 27 minutes, which isn't usually where he is. He's usually around the 23-minute mark or something like that. So he wound up getting more minutes too. But you know what impressed me more about the fact that he was on the ice for 27 minutes is he was very active. Yep. You know, he was active in the offensive zone. So it wasn't like an easy 27 minutes. He did a lot of skating. He was in the offensive zone participating a lot, sometimes getting in on a four check. He likes to do that. He likes to circle in sometimes to see if he can be that fourth guy in. And if it's not there, he'll be right back to, to the defense. And he doesn't get caught very often doing it, almost never. You know, he, he has a good sense for that, of when to get in there and, and when to get active. And, you know, the play we already talked about, he got active right away. You know, saw saw a gap down the, down the slot area, took it, and had a great scoring chance. So that's what really impressed me is it was 27 minutes of a lot of skating because he was very active in that game. Okay, Mr. Hamilton, let's talk injuries. Let's start with the what what appears to be the shorter term of the two. Rasmus Dahlin, uh, what's going on with him? Kevin Adams says just something he's been trying to get through, and it just got to the point where they just thought he needed to rest. You know, he, he just couldn't do it anymore. So it's a day-to-day type, type of proposition. I don't know if it's going to keep him out. Well, you know, we'll see if he's at practice today. I don't know if it'll keep him out tomorrow against Columbus, but it was just something that they felt that they needed to rest for him, and it's a day-to-day type situation. Alex, Tuck is not a day-to-day type situation, so what's going on with him? No, uh, it, it, it sounds like it's at least two weeks, and then they'll take a look at it and see you know where they're going from there. As uh, Kevin Adams said, he's week-to-week, and he's probably on the – longer side of week to week than the shorter side of it so um you know we'll, we'll see where that goes i you know i'm not a doctor i can't tell you if he's going to be back in two weeks or not but it didn't really sound like it it just sounded like all right we'll get him there and we'll take a look at it and see where it goes so uh you know he's not going to be around for a bit and how long we don't know he did say that he expects him back before the regular season is over so uh you know, we'll 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 see where it goes. We'll see. You know, it's obviously going to get into March since we're only a day away from March, <laughs> and uh, you know, at least get halfway through March and then uh, evaluate where he's at. I'm very curious, Paul, about their goalie rotation the rest of the way. And Lukanen allows four goals last night. There were some saves he made. There were big saves. Um, so I guess one, what did you think of his game? And do we think we gained? Any clarity on what the rotation might be, or are we still kind of just guessing day-to-day here? I've had trouble with his rotation all year <laughs> trying to figure it out. I usually have the goalies figured out, and I thought, oh, I think this guy, no, it's this guy starting. You know, I didn't, I didn't even the other day in Florida, I didn't have Craig Anderson as, as the starter, but, you know, he looked at it and thought Craig Anderson at the time would give him the best chance to win. He, he thought it's, they needed a veteran presence in that game and he provided it for them and it was absolutely a, it was obviously the right thing to do so um yeah it, it, it's hard for me to say and joe i'll be honest with you as i told brian yesterday as fans who listen to the game know i usually have an interview coming off the ice right at the end of the first period well i got to get there and it doesn't happen very often 
Sometimes I miss a goal. Yesterday I missed three of them. <laughs> <laughs> Just going downstairs yeah. to get to where I needed to be. So I didn't see two of the Capitals' goals, uh, you, know, uh, go, you know, their first two goals. I mean, I did see the Ovechkin goal, which went off the back wall and then came out in front of the net, and Milano was a breakaway. You know what I say about breakaways. I, I always say that's not an easy save. I'm certainly not going to say that's a save or a goal you'd want back. But I always say with the goaltender, I wouldn't mind a big save there, you know, to stop, a, you know, you, one of your players just made a pretty bad mistake. And, uh, you know, bail him out. If you can bail him out, that's great. He did that in the first period. The Sabres started off in the offensive zone. We're playing pretty well. Next thing you know, there's a breakaway coming the other way. And Lucan had made a great save on that one because that would have been a little deflating probably that, okay, we were all over the Capitals and they come down and score. You know, now we're down one nothing type of a thing. So I thought that was a at that point in the game that was a pretty big save for him. But as I said, I only saw two of the or four Capitals goals just because I was headed down. Follow up on Joe's goalie situation. Um, so Granado, right? Granado said something about maybe trying to use Anderson more down the stretch, Paul. So should I be worried about the goalie situation because of that? Do you think that would it possibly mean that Kevin Adams might look to? make a goalie acquisition by Friday? I wouldn't think so. No, I don't think he's looking for a goalie. I, I think he's looking for a defenseman. Might be looking for a forward now. Yeah. You know, with, with Tuck going down, as, as he said, uh, you know, he's more open than he was 48 hours ago, you know, when, when talking about the trade deadline because of the injuries and things like that. But back when we had him on the air, he said that, you know, with the loss of Casey Fitzgerald to Florida on waivers, you know, they're a little thin there. So he'd definitely be looking for that. Um, no, I, he's got three goalies up here now. I, I would be very, very, very surprised if he's looking for a goaltender. Uh, he's happy with his young goaltenders. Uh, the thing with Anderson, I still don't think that Don Granato was going to overplay him. I think Don Granato is very, very clear all season long that Anderson plays well with rest, and that's one of the reasons why his save percentage and why he plays well, because he's been getting the proper rest. So I, I can't see them all of a sudden throwing him in and, all right, he's the number one guy and he's going to play tonight and he's going to play two days from now and that type of a thing. Uh, I, I, I don't see that. I'm not saying it can't happen. Never say never. But uh, I, I just don't see that as, as something going on now. But he might play more than he has. You know, he, instead of five to seven days rest, maybe like he did, uh, you know, it was shorter rest for him to play in the Florida game. He had just played in the Toronto game for 46 or seven minutes. And then he came in and played very well in the Florida game. So it's going to be up to him how he feels and those types of things. And if Lukanen's going to start losing starts, then he needs to go back to Rochester because as Kevin Adams said in the summertime and he said all year long he's got to play doesn't matter where it is but he has to play and if you know for whatever reason they decide that they want to use Anderson more he starts losing starts and doesn't play as much then the right thing to do might be okay if he's not getting the starts he was getting here get him back to Rochester and get him in net there but just get him in net somewhere all right, Mr. Hamilton, thank you as always for the time, sir. All right, take care, guys. All right, Paul. Paul's article um, from yesterday's Sabres win is available if you'd like to check it out at WGR550.com. His segment with us brought to you by Equitable Advisors. Thinking about today, planning 
for tomorrow. And by Relax Honda, Relax, we got this. Uh, lots going on with the Sabres. We're going to flip the calendar to March, and they're in playoff contention. They're not in a wild card spot. Meaningful Page, games in meaningful March. Meaningful games in March, which is... How about it? Not uh, 10 years. It's been a little bit of a while since that happened. That's right. So what stands out the most to you? Meaningful games are coming in March. Tage Thompson trending to be the first 50-goal scorer for this franchise in 30 years. Dylan Cousins, breakout year for him. Whatever else is on your mind. Who or what stands out the most to you as this wonderful Sabre season continues? 803-0550 to join us. Anything else you want to get to? In the wonderful world of sports, and we have some other topics coming up, uh, we will be uh, happy to take your calls as well. Uh, we'll talk NHL trade rumors coming up at 8.05, by the way. David Pagnotta will join us from thefourthperiod.com. We'll see if there's any Sabres rumors out there. Stay tuned for that on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.